0: All right here. Okay, we live now. But yeah, um, if you just knew like this, this just was not on my radar, bro. And um, but I, I was like you, I was like, I'm so sick of going on Facebook, and then yeah. when I finally get off, man, it's just like I'm either depressed or I'm angry or I got anxiety, you know. So yeah, I yeah. just when I created this, I just found myself always in blended lines. And so I just went out on my regular Facebook page and I was like, hey, everybody, uh, I said <laughs> I created a group. I didn't market it because I only, yeah, my boy, Steve, Amy's own, Gretchen's own. <laughs> it's Frank, it's Frank. Oh, <laughs> Y'all can tell I am so excited about this interview. Is it Steve yeah.
1: Cog- I can't see who's on, but is it Steve Coggins?
0: Yeah. Okay, that's, that's, yeah. That's my guy, man. Uh we used to work guy. at Southern
1: Company. And, okay. uh, what? Yeah. I, I, okay. All right. Well, we he, he and I are co-workers now. <laughs> oh for real? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, we're so gonna you, keep that we gonna, gonna keep that on the low. Like, yeah, yeah, bring yeah, yeah. Well, we need to talk, we need to talk offline. Man. Okay, yes, yeah. sir. That oh is, my god.
0: That, wow, wow, that is crazy, bro. Wow, okay. Yeah,
1: wow. he, okay, cool.
0: he, 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 yeah, man, for sure. Um, so all right, uh, we got five people coming in, so I just want to go ahead and get things started. Okay. Uh, first of all, good morning, Blended Lines family. I appreciate you all joining the uh member interview for this week. This is one that I was uh excited about, as I'm sure other people in the group were. Uh, and we got my man Frank Lone in the house. Uh, Now, most of you all have been in the group sometime, but if anybody's new and watching, uh, Frank is the only black Republican that I've seen in the group, doesn't mean that there aren't others in the group. Um, But Frank, in the beginning of creating Blended Lines was the only person that could make me sweat (laughs) because, you know, in in the beginning, I was like, on some in the beginning, I was like, we're gonna talk about politics and religion, but it's a slippery slope, so I'm gonna see how it goes. And then Frank would come in and post something about Trump, um, because he's a Trump supporter, and <laughs> I'd be sweating. I mean, I'm over on the other end, like, oh, Frank guy, man, he you know, but. I also felt like, cause Frank, let me, first, let me say this guys. I really respect this guy. And let me tell you why I respect Frank, even though he is a Trump supporter. I am not a Trump supporter. Mm -hmm. I appreciate and respect Frank because he always comes with points. You know Uh, he backs up what he says. He's very uh, intelligent and uh, I admire him because he's open-minded and he tries to see your side. But at the same time, is he's not going to sway away from what his beliefs are if you don't prove a, prove a valid point. And I say I have mad respect for that because that means that he knows his worth. Uh, he knows what he stands for, and I appreciate that. I'm the same way, you know. I know my worth. I know what I stand for. And unless you come with some damning evidence, it's going to be very difficult to uh, sway me. So um, with that being said, Frank, I'm going to turn it over to you, man. First, what I always start with is uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you to uh, Blended Lines or
1: how you heard about it. Okay. Fantastic, hey, man. Look, um, for OK, so let me explain the name because I've been getting a lot of off uh sideline compliment or or, or statements about my name i'm actually a a junior so my my first name is frank well my dad obviously had dibs on the first name my middle name is o'neill okay Okay? so frank o'neill long and then everybody said well why do you and i actually go by neil okay and everybody kept saying well why don't you go by o'neill well (laughs) this will tell you something about me you're in school learning how to write your name and I was the only kid in the class that had an apostrophe. I had an O, apostrophe, and then a capital N, right? Oh, yeah, but right. The teacher had said, Hey, you always start a name with a capital. So I'm sitting there going, Well, I got a capital O, and I got this little funny thing, and then I got this capital N. So, hey, what does the O stand for? Mm-hmm. Man, she got so tired of me asking. She just said, Okay, we're just gonna call you Neil, okay? And then it stuck. man. Started from an early age, but yeah, I mostly go by Neil. No big deal. If you call me Frank, I don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, hey man, it's a, a child of the South, born and raised in Atlanta, uh, been here my whole life. I think it's the absolute best place on the planet. You know, um, absolutely love my city, love my people, uh, love my Falcons, but don't hold that against me. You know, uh, one day we're going to get a real football team. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Um, then, uh, you know, worked with a lot of big companies here in the South, particularly here in Atlanta, uh, uh some big Fortune 500s, been with uh, the Federal Reserve Bank, uh most utility, Atlanta Gaslight, and uh, worked with Southern Company, a Japanese-owned manufacturing facility. And I've been in management, I've been technical, I've been every wrong on the ladder, right? Wow. So, um, I- I've seen things from a lot of different perspectives. I've been in corporate boardrooms. I've been in the meetings when major decisions were being made based on the political scene, the, the, the economic environment and all that stuff. So uh, part of what I am, is just a guy who has seen things from so many different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's just, after a while it all kind of blends. You get this sort of, um, uh, you know, general view of things as opposed to this myopic. Well, I, you know, I know this narrow part of it and that's all I worry about. So I've had to worry about it from 360 degrees, man. So mm-hmm. um, I'm also into everything. Uh, hobbies are my hobby. Uh, skydive, motorcycle racing, car racing, photography, um, uh, 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 archery, uh, what it, uh, I'm mostly I love shooting targets. I'm, I'm into accuracy shooting. I love to shoot long distance, you know, 1,000 yards, 1,200 yard shots. Uh, Mm -hmm. into the shooting sport. I'm a certified firearms instructor. And I mean, yeah, once once I get, once I fully retire, that's going to be one of the focuses of my whole outlook is around training people how to be safe with with this tool that gets so much negative publicity that it's just a hammer, dude. And if once I train you how to properly use it, Mm -hmm. all of of that other stuff goes away. So um, I'm in the hot rod cars, got a couple of projects going. Uh, you can't name anything that I don't have some kind of interest in, to be honest with you. So, I see that's that's me. That's
0: awesome, man. Wow, you are very well rounded, which is good, man, because I always tell people, like, if you're well rounded, like for me, you know, I grew up middle class, but my family was at Hood, the ghetto, right? Okay, and yeah. I ate, yeah. uh, middle class. And go to the hood, and I mean, you and I both know it's like big difference, bro. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, and,
0: sir. Uh, but that's a superpower, man. Because see, I always say I'm good in every hood, so I can go right. anywhere, and I can walk in the hood, and I can kind of, I know what to say. I got the slang, I got the jargon. You know what I'm saying? They yeah, will pick up right. real quick. Like, oh, okay, he's he's straight, and uh, and and that's a superpower. And so with you listening to everything what you just said and what all you've been involved with i think that's a superpower because it's like you said it kind of gives you a 360
1: view yeah, absolutely it. it's multicultural right that, that's what i yeah. call it because hey man if you go over i was born and raised over off of our simpson road wreck dead center of downtown atlanta back oh. in the 70s that was the hood really? that was the predominant hood in all of the state of Georgia really you know because Atlanta is really the only urban scene in the whole state of Georgia right right, but, right. Um, and I had to transition out of that and to go from all black schools to predominantly white schools uh, I, I've done them I've been in all those different arenas and and my nature has always been hey man share your story just like you do with blended lines I'm always like okay no give me your what how are you coming at me give me your whole story. And then I give you my story. And that has done so much to break down barriers that, you know, people open up around me because I'm not coming at them with just my version of things. That's not let me hear what you got to say. Right. And, and most of the time I can even break it down and say, I know how you I know why you feel that way.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
1: I, I know what motivates that. Right. And then you right. end up finding out, you know what? Honestly, if I were you, I would be exactly like you are because of the environment that I would have come through would have had me looking at things. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. So. And and I just think and Blended Lines does such a good job of and and it's you, man, it's you. I figured out I I thought long and hard about because before we went on, I was telling you how I was tempted to do something like this Mm -hmm. and I shied away from it. I was like, no, I don't want to deal with all the stress. I don't want to deal with all the negative attitudes. And then I, I finally thought about it. I said, you know what you do? You get on here and you pump your character into the the, the the whole thing. You put your loving nature, your acceptance. You you make sure that your mark stays on because you stay active. All the other forms I've been on, the guy running it, you never hear from.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You.
1: You know, they're yeah. out there somewhere and they got these moderators, but you never see them jumping in saying how they want their page or their forum to go. Oh, no, 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 no. Mr. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You hey, you know,
0: great in. feedback, man. As you already know, like, I love feedback, whether it's positive or negative, it, it, nothing right. can hurt my feelings. And the only way that I can get better is through feedback. And I, I appreciate that, man. Cause I, I know they, have moderators and stuff well Goal with this group is to and i know it sounds crazy man but the world needs crazy right now all right uh my goal is to get on a personal level with everybody in blended lines now i know we're coming up on a thousand and let's be honest man everybody in the group oh thank you man i appreciate (laughs) it everybody doesn't contribute like i would like them to but if they're behind the scenes and they're learning, yeah. I don't have an issue with that. You know, now I do have yeah. an issue with people. I call them lurkers where they just sit there and they don't do anything in the group. And as my grandma, say, waste waste air. <laughs> I know that's kind yeah. not, but take up air. Um, yeah. And there's really nothing I can do about that right now. But inevitably, I would like for everybody to be contributing in some form or fashion whatever right. their gift is to help bridge this racial gap. Um, well, yeah, I ahead. think they
1: hang around, lurkers, are, I'd like to think of them as slow warmers, right? They're slowly building up to that point, but here's, here's the benefit of them. They stay around because they like what they see, right? They, they're getting something out of this back and forth of the active people. Mm-hmm. And I like to think that when they do go to the groups where they feel like they can participate or they're comfortable talking, Mm-hmm. This is the stuff that they talk about. They talk about the uniqueness of this site and what's going on here. Hey, yeah, he got on with a very unpopular viewpoint, but people listen. They let him get his viewpoint out. Nobody attacked him. Mm-hmm. And some things were shared. And boom, everybody gained from that. So yeah, the lurkers, they're doing some work. And I get, I get, you'll be surprised, dude. You'll be surprised how many people text me on the side. You know, saying that, yeah, I was, I felt that way, but I don't feel comfortable saying it out loud like that. And and, oh. and I was like, wow, wow, okay. okay. So it happens a lot. It happens a lot. So, hey, okay. um, oh, go ahead, Frank. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: That discussion right there that we just had, you gave me a completely different perspective. That's yeah. why conversations are so important. All right. Yeah. Opened up my mind right there and told me, hey Cliff, just because they're not talking doesn't mean they're not learning or you know what I'm saying? Or as well, you said, late yeah. uh, uh I've you know, kind of slow to welcome or whatnot, you know, and I just
1: yeah, 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 and, and um I, I was, uh, and I and I just lost the train of thought. But yeah, yeah, what the the best part, but they wouldn't come back, they wouldn't be checking in. If they weren't and being, they're they're being uh not entertained, but this is so interesting to them that they can't go away. So that's your indication. Hey, whatever I'm serving up, even though they're not participating, right, they're biting on, it, right. So right. Uh, it's a great thing, man. Great. Yeah.
0: And somebody else just mentioned, and I'm sorry, I don't know who it just says Facebook user, but they said for me, I wanted to see what this group was about and how disagreement was met before I would engage. Perfectly makes sense. You know, there it is. That, that, there that, is. That, thank you for uh, adding that comment, Facebook user. <laughs>
1: yeah. Your 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 brand, dude. Your brand for and it's a model. I told you this yesterday. Facebook needs to be coming to you and they, they need to be tearing you down and analyzing you and figuring out what you did because everybody here prioritizes being nice and, and not being insulting and listening. And then hey, look. And we said this yesterday, if your point is valid, if your point makes sense to you, there is absolutely nothing wrong with stating it matter-of-factly, you don't have to be attacking, you don't have to call someone else stupid because their idea is different. State what you believe, and if that's your core belief, then you can walk away with it intact. Keep it. Go, Go live your life based on your core, and, and share it and be, and here's where you're reaching out. You're reaching out for the other people that feel the way you do too. And you're also communicating to those who don't. Right. You might change your mind. You might change right. your heart or you might not. But honestly, right. well, we, everybody needs to get over this idea that what someone else is thinking or feeling matters that much. Totally. Really oh my God. It doesn't, how many, I can't tell you how many times in my biggest successes. Okay. I'm talking about the times that I won. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, it, I, it occurred to me that there was somebody in that room who wasn't my fan, who wasn't on my side, who, mm-hmm. who had something against me, and what did it matter in that moment of victory? Nothing. They, right. they can take their hard, their hard feelings and their disagreement, they can go home with that, because in that instance, I was winning, right. and it had no negative effect on me, so why would I, if I had spent my time being concerned about that whole time, I would have been wasting energy, so people need to stop doing that. It's okay if somebody doesn't agree. That's my goodness. Right. That's what, man, and that's what I that's what I love about this country when you study the history of what was going on in the minds of the people that came here to set this up. Okay. And for the black people, let me just tell you, I'm all yes, I'm taking slavery. I'm gonna put that in a box for now, because that's not what we're really talking about. And it's part of it. Mm-hmm. You must me understand that, but I'm put it over here. But what they were trying to do was they were getting away from societies that held them back, held them down. Mm-hmm. under oligarchies or mm-hmm. uh, uh, or kingships or, or kingdoms where everything was for the crown everything was for the elite and mm-hmm. the little people just had to settle you're not going to get a part of this because that's our 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 history says you don't your our um system says that you were born low you're going to stay low uh or hey everything has to come up to the king for the king to decide who gets what they came over to america with the idea uh-uh not doing that here we it's going to be about what the individual can accomplish Mm. and the government's got to stay out of that Mm -hmm. if that guy can become the best wood maker or or a woodworker in the united states and 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 grow and become and own everything that they build and they came from criminals Mm -hmm. you know their parents could have been anything or they could have been criminals themselves remember hey they they sent a lot of of, of, of people from the debtors prisons and from the prisons from uh, England over here and down to Australia that settled the new country. And those people started from low positions and because of the American system, they were able to work their way up. Okay, so what I want Black people to realize is that same system benefits you no matter what color, what culture, whatever. doesn't matter. The system, the theoretical system works. America done a good job, but they haven't done a perfect job of executing it. Okay, so what we need to work on is getting better at executing an excellent system, the best system known to man in the whole history of humankind. Mm -hmm. we got to get better at using it, which means Black people got to be allowed to plug into it, and they have to be ready to participate and do everything that it takes within that awesome system Mm -hmm. and and make it work for them like it's worked for every other culture in this Mm -hmm. country which is why I'm less likely to say, hey, just throw it all out and start over. No, 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 do not start over.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it, it's pretty good. If you just read it, take the color, take the cultures out of it and just read the constitution, the bill of rights, all of that stuff and just read it. And you'll understand that regardless of who you are, if you perfectly execute that system, man, that think works like it, 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 it brought America up to the number one in the country mm-hmm. in the world. Okay.
0: In just 200 years. All right. I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm trying to yeah. make sure I get these questions in too, because I already Don't got worry. questions coming in. And somebody, and, and I have to agree with this. Uh, it says Facebook user. It might be Bart. I'm not sure. Um, it's, he said, I could get behind you
1: if the playing field was level. So that's talking about the execution. Again, we're talking about how it was executed. And we, we felt miserably. Slavery was the biggest failure that they experienced was the fact that they excluded us from the best system ever created. Okay. And during the most prolific time of advancement, the Industrial Revolution was the most prolific point period of advancement in the history of man. And during that time, blacks weren't allowed to participate. So mm-hmm. when the world took the biggest leap forward, we were held back. So that's what damaged us more so than any other enslaved culture on in, in history, if you ask me, was that, oh my God, what if your great-great-great was allowed to start a steel mill? Where would you be today? You you would be one of the the Carnegie's, uh uh the, the Bushes, you know, you would be up in that realm if right. your great-great-great had been allowed to do that. So, yes, we were penalized greatly. Now, the problem is. What that gentleman was pointing out was we still, and I don't want to call it an excuse, I don't want to call it a crutch, but we let it hurt us too much still, okay? Mm -hmm. Say what you will. Say what you will about the problems we're having today, but tell me a period in the past where you can go back and grab a black person and bring them forward from that period in the past and sit them down today and have them not say, wow, it's so much better now. Mm -hmm. find a point in our history where you can go pull a black person from the history of America and bring them up to 2020 today. And they won't look around and go, wait a minute. Y'all, y'all have had a black president. You can own this house. You can start your own business. You can get on uh, social media and do your own thing. You can, you can be Oprah Winfrey. You can be all of these great success. You can be Neil long who is absolutely fantastically happy with how his life has gone as a black person. You mm-hmm. can't find another point in the history of this of this, of this this country where that would not be the case. So let's let's admit that some things have gotten a lot better. Some things haven't. Mm-hmm. And if we could just let's let's not lose ground. I call it losing ground. I call it, when you throw all of that good stuff out because there's still some pockets of bad. Mm-hmm. You just bro, you just took us back five steps. Right. I what so you- we got to yeah, let's, let's let's start operating from our position, the strength that we have. Man, eighty percent of Black people in this country—they may not be where they want to be, but man, they're doing okay. They're above the poverty line. They're making money. They're doing their thing. They're putting their kids through school. They're clothing their, their, their families. They're feeding their families. They they, and they may not have all that they want, but by God, they got a lot. And we got to start building on that part getting that strength built up as opposed to throwing everything in that 80% away because the 20% is not doing so well.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Now I'm, you know, this isn't about me, man. It's about uh, blended lines and the group. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to really talk a whole lot from my perspective. I'll throw it in there if we have time about how I feel about all that. I really want to get to the questions because I know a lot of people Mm -hmm. have questions for you. Can you see this question up on the screen? Okay, what has experience? Okay, been what been is. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. But all right, yeah. so the, the question I have is, uh, what has your experience been with racism in predominantly white circles?
1: I've had uh, the very first job, I, I wasn't even out of college yet, I was working summers. I, I wrote a story on this on the, on blended lines where the guy I reported to was a self professed KKK member. Uh, yeah. I wanna give his name. But he didn't make any. Hey, he stated it out loud. I'm a member and I believe in what they believe in. And he was the supervisor over a bunch of black guys working in the warehouse. Okay? okay, Every day I came to work, it was to him yelling obscenities and all kind of racist stuff to the black workers in that warehouse. Now, this was this was down near um, Old Dixie. I don't know if you know about Atlanta's Old Dixie area uh so it was a bunch of black guys that gave it right back to them don't get me wrong they didn't just sit there and and lower their heads they gave they fired right back with everything they had Mm -hmm. so every morning it was just this constant back and forth about racism and i didn't engage in that i thought to to me i thought first of all i was shocked that it was going on that it was that overt just right in my face i didn't like it so i came in loaded my truck got my instruction i left brought it back Mm -hmm. okay jump ahead two summers and I'm about to graduate from Georgia Tech and about to go on and get my career started. Mm-hmm. I go in, I'm telling everybody, hey, I'm getting ready to graduate. I won't be coming back next summer. Everybody was, ha- you know, uh, give congratulating me. They were sad to see me go. And before I left, here comes that guy. And he's calling me over uh, to this corner of the room, and he wants to talk to me. And I'm going, oh, Lord. okay. Here mm-hmm. we go. I-, I avoided this, and now he's just got to get his shot seen before I leave. I go over and he pulls me off to a quiet corner. He said, Look, um I just want to let you know that all that stuff that you heard me saying back there, none of that applied to you. What? Okay, all right, I said, okay, please explain. He said, Well, you, you're gonna make something of yourself. You're not what I was talking about. You you going to school and you're gonna, and I just want you to know that down that, and I said, and I almost said his name. I said, Look, I said, that stuff you were saying was vile. I said, that's, if that's in your heart, you you I call that evil. Okay, but my mother raised me to be respectful to my elders. I, I was here representing my school, so I couldn't do anything to make them look bad. And it just wasn't in my heart to be that kind of person to, to another human being. So I'm not approving of what you, the stuff that you were saying. And I admit, those guys was just as bad coming back at you. Mm-hmm. But that was foul. But, but what it showed me, man, was his heart changed. He, he By seeing me keep my head up and keep my pride and keep myself above it, it showed him something. He all of a sudden had to change his view of black people based on what he saw in me, and I was like, "Okay, that's yeah. powerful." Okay, okay so now, right he, there,
0: right there. If you don't mind, I, I mean, if, yeah. it, if it bothers you to stop you like that, please. No, like,
1: go for it. I talk too much, so stop. You me.
0: know what? my ADHD is like. If I don't get it out right then, man, it's just gonna come in and it's gonna go poof.
1: <laughs> okay, go for it.
0: Go for it. So in that situation there, this is from Cliff's perspective. It just sounds like it seems like, you know, it was racism going on back and forth. You would just come in. It's like you stayed in your lane, right? You stayed in your lane. You came in, you did your job,
1: you did. Well, yeah, only only because I saw those guys giving back just as much as he was throwing at them. They weren't victims. You know what I'm saying? They were fully. they came in an arm for bear every day to give him back what he was giving to them. So it was more like a fight for them more so than him taking racism and beating them down with it. I got you. Now, let me ask you this. Do you
0: or have you at any point in your life felt like you should have said something during that time? Oh, you? I
1: did. Well, you mean while they were going back and forth? Yeah, like while they
0: was going back and forth like, okay, for example, and this is me, all right? Yeah. But this is my personality. I mean, I'm again, like, I'm crazy. I don't care what people think. If it was me, I would have went to the white guy and pulled him to the side and just been like look man uh you just can't be spewing out you know derogatory statements like that then i would have went to my black family and been like man don't give him the fuel you know what i'm saying to to add to you but that's me i'm just asking like you felt like you should have done that at some point
1: i can only give you my perception of the situation right Right. so the level of ignorance that it takes to be that kind of person mm. you hear what i'm saying i got existing on both sides so the ignorance from the black side they were throwing just as much nonsense racist crap back at them out of anger out of out of out of trying to retaliation right Mm -hmm. but it was just nonsensical they would have been they would have been just as non-receptive of me sitting there saying hey man we all supposed to be here trying to love each other this is why we need to be sharing they were not in a position to hear anybody say that especially a black man they would have kicked me out of there saying who do you think you are standing up for blah 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 just like he would have if i had gone in there telling him you need to who do you think you are Uh, either way you would have got some flack. nobody wanted to hear the, the guy in the middle going both of you are stupid. Both of you are being so ignorant right now. It doesn't make any sense. Nobody was ready to hear that. I was, the, I was the college boy, remember? Oh,
0: oh, were you the only college boy in that group?
1: Only one in there.
0: Oh, okay. Um. So if you would have went to the black folks, do you think they would have called you an Uncle Tom, bro?
1: They had a, it was right there. <laughs> they they <laughs> they had that loaded up so quick. That's all I would have heard. They would have ostracized me. I don't even know if I would have been able still to go there to work because they were so invested in fighting the, the KKK guy, right? The, the racist guy that they didn't know how far over the racist line they had traveled in order to fight on his terms. They were fighting on the racist terms.
0: Okay. So Yeah. yeah, I, I get that. What about on the white side? How do you think, and I'm sorry, my yard guy's here. So you hear some noise. I can
1: hear, I can hear.
0: Um. What, what do you think the white guy would have said to you like how would he have looked at you differently if you had said something to him
1: he at the time I don't know because his heart he I was by not engaging like those other guys were doing he was going through this thing he must have been going home every day going man I cannot figure this Neil cat out because he don't he don't cuss me he, he don't call me these ugly names he don't get angry he just comes in does a great job and then he goes home and mm-hmm. that's the stuff that was changing his heart. Now, and we talked for a long time. I told him, I said, "You, you, your opinion of black people is all wrong. I told him, I said, you're sitting here complimenting me and the majority of black people I know are like me. Right. You, you you like me. You think I'm this epitome of what a black person should be. And I'm telling you, I learned this from every black person that I came up with. Why do you have this jacked up opinion of black people if you somehow think I'm some example? I'm not any, a, a, an exception to the rule. Yeah. I'm what raised me. And and I think that had a profound effect on him, even though he was really he was in his late 60s at this particular time. So I don't know how much change he was capable of from that point on. But that that taught me more than anything about changing people's heart. You can pass whatever law you want to. You can mm-hmm. put whatever rule on the book you want to. But until somebody wants to do it in their in their heart, that that's nothing but a bunch of ink on paper, man. It has no meaning.
0: Right.
1: So, right. To me, the fight for racism is happening on blended lines. It's happening in cafes, on people's jobs, where Mm -hmm. they agree to come together and have these discussions and hear each other out, right? Right. And and these things blended.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So we got another question from Stephanie Caldwell. Stephanie Coffee. And she said, "I uh, have, and I already know the answer to this. Have you experienced <laughs> racism within your own race because of your beliefs being called Uncle Tom, et cetera? Yeah, and we just really kind of talked about that.
1: We talked about it. I need to have Uncle Tom put on my license as you know part of my name and and people when I tell them that I, that's a compliment, they look at me like, man, you really are brainwashed. I said, see, the fact that you called me Uncle Tom tells me number one, you haven't read the book, okay and you absolutely do not know the history of who Uncle Tom was. Uncle Tom was the most righteous, virulent, strong, young man who reflected the wrongs of racism back at the white races, okay? When you read the book, you will find out that they could not break his spirit. He, he literally let them beat him to death because he would not tell them where he had helped a couple of uh, uh, female slaves escape to freedom hmm. So when you call me, Uncle Tom, you're giving me one of the best compliments that you possibly can, because he stood up for black people during the slave times and right. showed white people how they were not living by the very God that they were preaching to the slaves. Where do you think that term got misconstrued at then in the black mm-hmm. community? Uh, President Lincoln, um, uh, 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 Harry Beecher Stowe, who wrote the book, President Lincoln, like in this was before the Civil War, like early, like, like 1861, 62, 63, in that time frame, he actually went to her after the book had come out and he told her, Because of the conscience that you have awoken in this book, we're going to fight a civil war. Mm-hmm. He gave that book credit for making civil war inevitable. To free the, so when people argue that well Lincoln, Lincoln didn't really free the slaves out of the, out of the goodness of his heart, no. Before that war even broke out, that's what was on Lincoln's mind. And there was an economic part of it. There was a keeping the union together. All of those things were part of it. But one of the key principles, what Lincoln felt brought the whole nation up consciousness up to a point where they could fight that war over slavery, mm-hmm. was due to Harry Beecher Stowe's book Uncle Tom's Cabin. So where and where the misconception came from was. The white people in the South didn't like it. They didn't mm-hmm. like it one bit. It made them look horrible. So mm-hmm. you had the minstrel shows that traveled around the South doing, you know, kind of shows, and they and everybody went for entertainment. Mm-hmm. They forced the minstrel shows to rewrite the book so that Uncle Tom became this old, feeble, uh, self-hating race or uh, 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 self-hating person who just uh, uh, Samboed down to the massa, uh, right? That made, right. to make them feel better about the story, they changed it. Right. Right. And then our own people then blacks in the early 1900s, the 1910s, 1920s, when the first militant style of fighting against racism came out, they also used the Uncle Tom mischaracterization to call out passive black people. Mm -hmm. So they took what the minstrel, the white minstrel shows had done. And they used it too to tell the past of the nonviolent blacks. Y'all need to, you know, get up and take arms, and we need to war about this thing. So they 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 sort of projected into the future this misuse of the term uh, term Uncle Tom.
0: Okay. I encourage
1: everybody to go read that book.
0: Yeah, see, I haven't read it, bro, and I ain't gonna lie. That's fascinating to me. I mean, I, I didn't know that. You know, I haven't read the book, but I want I want to stop right there, man, because I. Can- yeah. I got a lot of questions coming in. So give it. me blended lines. If I don't get everybody's question, we only got an hour, but I do want to go back to our discussion about that guy. And I promise you, we'll get the Trump. are mm-hmm. just sure. so full of knowledge, man. It's just, I have to pick your brain. It's probably going to take more. So uh, now this person. And, and the only reason I'm pointing this out, because I, I kind of agree with this back to that white boss, that racist boss, they said, no. I have to disagree. You didn't puzzle that man. He felt comfortable that you knew your place. What's your thoughts on that?
1: I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I think yeah, he saw a strength in me that honestly I didn't even know I had. I, all I was doing was going to the safe ground of stay respectful, mm-hmm. right? There's no need to be confrontational with somebody that far gone. You'll never. Well, I think
0: that's what they're saying. Like, dude, they're they're saying that. Could it be possible he looked at you like? a good nigger, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh,
1: you, you know what I'm saying? Like like so, that. Like, okay, well, I I was a good employee. I just did my job. It was not my job to fight with him about racism, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other things I had in the balance as a what? Uh 19 20-year-old person was if I sit here and get into a a fight with this guy at this job, I'm mm-hmm. messing up Georgia Tech's uh, a connection. Who got me the job? Mm-hmm. Like, Georgia Tech didn't know anything about this guy. He's just a, a first-level supervisor. The owner of the company probably didn't even know about it. But here I am. I had pressure on me. Don't 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 mess this up for the other guys who are coming from Georgia Tech's track team. I was okay. on the track track team. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I had that pressure on me. I had the fact that. In my own self, I said that doesn't apply to me. Like I always said, one of my favorite comments is, "It's not what they call you; it's what you answer to." Mm-hmm. So he could sit there and throw the N word out all he wanted to. That didn't apply to me. I'm not an N.
0: That okay. that's good, Frank, uh, because I can see what they're saying. I, I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. it. I get it. But but what you just said was real because. Yeah, sometimes you have to take the higher role so that that role can be paid for the rest. You know, and if you come off as the angry black guy, because Lord knows we already have that title. uh, Naturally, I think. Um, Yeah, it can hurt a lot of people coming forward. And I.
1: Go ahead. Let me let me do something else though, and yeah. I get because I, I know I know what this guy told me. He said you should have gotten this guy's face and straightened him out. That that kind of concept, right? Okay, well, understand something. We talked about this yesterday a little bit. What was his purpose for being that kind of what, that way towards Black people? He was expressing his anger in an attempt to do what exactly? Okay, and I, mm-hmm. I I can tell you point blank what it was. Every guy he pushed over that edge, who took who went too far and retaliated to him, lost a job. Oh. OK, obviously he was a supervisor. All he had to do is yeah. write them up, go up there and, and they were, he had hiring and firing powers. Right. So he he so anybody that went further, if we had EEOC knowledge, I probably would have gone to EEOC and, and say, hey, look, you got to get out here acting a fool. I ain't know nothing about all that. OK. Yeah. <laughs> but I also understood that part of his game was if I get these ends hot enough, mad enough, I can show them my ultimate power and get them gone. Them guys needed that
0: job. Uh, so it's back to the basketball analogy we used yesterday, right? To exactly. Got you exactly. your game.
1: So everything doesn't need to your reaction. Sometimes the best move to make is no reaction at all because if he's trying to get that anger out of you, he's trying to get you to a point where you're not thinking clearly and you do something stupid, you just fell into his trap. I neutralized. There was That man had absolutely... No power over me. All I had to do is come there, do my job, get my paycheck, and move on. I was in college, okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I was beyond him already, and he started to realize. Wait a minute, it ain't nothing I can say to this brother that's going to stop him on his path to success because he don't bite on these hooks. He don't go after the distractions. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. So I can relate to
0: that, Frank, because. I'm I'm a very passionate person when it comes to what's right and what's wrong, especially when it involves people. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see color, but I see color and I think all colors are beautiful because yes. they're different. And I just feel like what if the world just everybody was the same. Can you imagine how freaking boring that would be, bro? But, you know, we got multiple what? races, multiple cultures. Um, and that's to me, that's what makes the world beautiful. Now, With that being said, there have been times where I really had to bite my tongue. You know what I'm saying? Because it it really was like, okay, they already see me as the black guy. Because, you know, I would tell people and people would always ask me, like, what is your ethnicity? And most of the time I said black. Now I just say mixed. And then sometimes I make them guess because it was fun. But, (laughs) uh But, i mean i got about four or five race cars i could pull out my pocket but there have been times where i was like and excuse my french here but i'm just keeping it real like i can act a real nigger right now if i want to but yeah. Yeah. i'm not going to give them that power you know what i'm saying so, and i'm and not gonna stoop to their level
1: here's, here's a here's a great example uh, uh the, another job i had they brought me in as a management trainee. They brought in 12 people. Um, eight were put on day shift. Four were put on night shift. All eight that went to day shift were white. All four that went to nights were black. Okay. Mm-hmm. Within six months, all eight of the day shift whites had been promoted to full-fledged supervisors. None of the night shift people had been promoted yet, which was part of the program. Six months, you were supposed to just get trained to move up. None mm-hmm. of the four nights had been promoted. 8 months later they sent one of the one of the original 12 from days to nights to supervise the four blacks to make sure that they were ready to be promoted. They were supposed to be in peers. they were supposed to be in the same program and so the, it became very obvious. Okay, what is going and oh yeah by the way the majority of the, the people in that department that worked nights were black. Mm. Okay? Majority of people that worked days were white, majority. They had some blacks on down da- days also. So the picture became be very clear. So uh, I started trying to post out of this area because I began to say, OK, I see the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. They, they're really not trying to let me go anywhere. So I started trying to post out. Right. Mm-hmm. Applied for a position somewhere else in the company. Didn't even get an interview. Applied for another one. Didn't even get an interview. Kept mm-hmm. doing it. And I never got an interview. And I'm sitting there looking at my credentials. going, Hold on a second, man. I got the degree. I got the work experience. What is going right. on? Right. Right. One day I'm down in HR doing something else, and this lady that I knew but didn't know pulls me off to the side. And says, "Well, look, I know you've been trying to apply out, and um, don't tell anybody I told you this because I lose my job. But your director comes down here and pulls your application off the pile." Wow, dude, I was devastated. I was up. I literally leaned up against the wall, thinking you know, what's going on? And I said, I said, I already knew what was going on. I had already painted that picture for myself. I already knew. I said, this is this is about race. Mm-hmm. So this is what she did for me. And she was white, by the mm-hmm. way. This is what she did for me. She said, okay, I know about a position that's coming open. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to schedule the interview process on on this Monday, because I happen to know that your director is leaving the country that weekend going, he was literally going to Russia. He said, he'll be going and he'll be in Russia for the entire week. I'll get you interviewed on Monday. And if they like you, you'll know by Friday if you got the job. And then by the time he gets back on that next Monday, you're yeah. Okay? Yeah. And it went, it went just like that, man. Had the interview, knocked him, off the, the, knocked him out of the seats, got the job, and I accepted the job on Friday. Next Monday, dude got back in town, called me in his office. Hot. I mean, this dude was white, hot, on fire. And he was the kind of he, he was the kind of cat that would get up on a boardroom table and walk up and down the table, point people out and cuss them up. Right. He was that kind of. Right? Oh, wow. okay. Man, he starts in on me and I, I sit there and I'm just taking it, taking it, taking it. And then he and I said, can I tell you something? And he said, go ahead. And I, I laid out that picture that I painted for you in the beginning
0: mm-hmm. of
1: how it looked. You brought them in on the day shift. They were white. They all got promoted. Then we had to wait for their permission to get promoted. Out of- I said, now, I'm not saying this was due to race. But what I'm saying is the appearance. And I just I just left that hanging in the air, right? He mm-hmm. got up, came over, shook my hand, said, hey, I, I wish you well. Mm-hmm. And that was the end of it. So if I had gone to battle with him over this, I never would have got that opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know somebody's out there going crazy. Yeah, but you should have spoken. And I said, yeah, OK, I get that. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the problem also, one of the problems in this country is once you file an EEOC complaint, it mm-hmm. follows you for the rest of your career. OK, mm-hmm. unfortunate. It shouldn't be that way, but it is. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, now here's the kicker, because you ain't heard the rest of the story yet. Years later, I run into that guy. I was running the Peachtree Road Race, and we get on a uh, one of the trains together, and there he was standing right in front of me. and I just went, wow, okay, God, what are you trying to tell me with this? <laughs> right? Surprise. He, he, we, I, but me, me being me, I grab him, go off to the side. He explained something to me that I did not know. What is that? And believe, You can believe this or not. People can believe this or not, but he explained. He said, the biggest complaint, a problem that I was having at the company was that the majority of the people who applied to work there were college kids who needed to be off during the day to go to school, or they were single parent mothers who needed to be home during the day with their kids and they worked at night. And their complaint was that they didn't have black management representation on their ship. Mm. And he was like, and you were doing such a great job that you're right, I had every intentions of having you progress on that ship to meet what my other black employees were asking for, so
0: uh, was he trying? So is that his way of saying he's grooming you to be the manager?
1: Yeah, and I, I didn't know I could. How was I supposed to know that, right? And, and honestly, that's racist. He yeah, was making. Let I me ask you yeah, this: Do you believe that? I do. I okay. do because, and the reason I do is because he's right the whole time. I was on nights. Trying to get my career started and moved on, all I heard from the people that reported to me was mm-hmm. how nice it was to have somebody there in management who could relate to them. Mm-hmm. That's all they ever said, and I never put I never put it all together. Oh, but I understand yeah. what I'm saying? That was racist. That was yeah. racist to make those kind of decisions based on the color of my skin. Yeah. But his interpretation of what he needed to fix a racial issue. So everything is complicated like that. There is yeah, no string up. Gap. Do you do you consider yeah. it
0: like a communication gap? But it,
1: to a degree because he couldn't directly come to me and say those words. He couldn't come to me and say, "Hey, the reason I got you here is because you're black." He couldn't do that. Yeah. But so he tried to quietly manage the situation, right? Right. And now the problem they had was he was never he never came to Nike to assess my pro- progress himself. What he did was sent the best and brightest from the day shift to nice to say, okay, I can't go in there. And you go tell me if he's up to par and if he is, we'll promote him. That he shouldn't have done that. He should have just made the time to come, made the decision himself. Right. Right? Right. So that all so that listen taught me right there. Ooh, ooh, wow, you can't jump. It was racist. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't racism; it was prejudice. I don't even know what to call it because he didn't think I was inferior genetically. Inferior—that's racism.
0: Right. He right. didn't
1: think I was genetically inferior. I just was the right guy for that a particular application in his mind, where he had his black employees who wanted to work nights, who wanted black representation in management.
0: Well, let Damn. me. Uh, yeah, it is gonna have to be a two-day interview because I hadn't yeah. got one. <laughs> question yeah and we run out of time if we don't get man i will definitely schedule another one for next week because that was really my whole basis but this is a good conversation man what we're talking about is just as important in my opinion but but that leaves me that's the perfect segue into a question that i have and i totally see where you're coming from and the world needs this is my, this is my, this is Cliff's complicated. Okay.
1: All right. Okay.
0: The world needs both a person like you who is, he'll take the high road. He will uh, do it to pave the way for others behind. Yeah. Him. But on the other hand, I feel like the world needs people like me who are yeah. vo- and passionate, and if you yes. do in front of me, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, that was racist as hell," and you don't <laughs> need to do that.
1: You see what I'm saying? Where, yes. where is that? No, you're man. You are the first guy, besides myself, who has come to that conclusion in this way. Let me let me explain what I'm saying. Mm. I don't want all black people to switch over to the Republican Party, mm-hmm. because We need to work this issue from all angles. Angles, okay. There's some great work going on in in the Democratic Party and the liberal mindset and the progressive ideology that will benefit Blacks and minorities and everyone. There's also great work coming from the right in the same perspective, Mm. okay? So why don't everybody just stop trying to force everybody on one team and understand there's good to be benefited coming at this problem from all directions. Don't get mad at me for being conservative minded on a conservative theology, on the conservative ideals, because there's a lot in there that benefits our people. I'm not mad at you for being over there fighting for it from that direction because there's a lot of benefit to come from there. So, hey, guys, guess what? Mm-hmm. I, the analogy I give is: we are not in a tug of war where you're pulling opposite of me. Mm-hmm. We both have this rope, and the rope is attached to change. And mm-hmm. we're just at a little bit different angle from each other. But guess what? I'm right here beside you. I want the exact same thing that y'all want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. My theory, because that's what all this is—it's all theory, dude. Nobody has executed their plan so perfectly that we know that that works. Nobody. Mm-hmm. So everybody's working on theory. You work your theory, I work mine, but guess which way I'm pulling? I'm pulling for our culture to be brought up to the prominence that it should have. I want our children to be able to take advantage of the best system ever created, best system of economics and government ever created. Mm -hmm. And we got to perfect our execution of it. We suck at the execution, but the system is right. Right, right, right. That's why why I don't get upset. That's why when when somebody comes at me with the progressive and the liberal stuff, I go, okay. Mm -hmm. fight your fight fight your battle yeah i i
0: i I agree with that to a certain point like i like when you say so you're saying the system or what the system intended to do was good but the execution is the problem i get that i think what people struggle with with that is how can you execute when you're not even given an opportunity to execute and I, okay. I, I think that's what people are having an issue with. Like when they hear that uh, sure. now, now to agree with you, I'm going to use the perfect analogy when Jay-Z joined the NFL. All right. The, the front office. All right. Right. The black community was in an uproar, you know, and I'm like, why the hell is everybody mad? Like, this is what you want because the Definitely. problem is we get to the table we can't we cannot have a voice until we get to the table. And I and I told people, I said, what Jay Z is gonna do, he's gonna get in there, he's gonna get in their ear and be like, Look, y'all, you're doing it wrong. You need to be doing this, 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 more black for the halftime. We need to re- listen to Kaepernick, and, and it's not about the flag, it's about uh, uh police brutality. I mean, at least there was a black voice
1: at the table. That's why no. I have an issue with it. That was it. That, that's it in a nutshell, because honestly, what what was, I, I guess I'm not understanding completely the end game for the, okay, for the people who just want to take the American system and throw it out. They want to, like some people try to call it the white uh, uh, oligarchy, right? The, mm-hmm. Based on the white principles. Okay, that's short-sighted. Just like we're not, we're not descended from slaves. Okay, we are descended from African, the best Africa had to, to, to produce. Mm-hmm. Okay, slavery was something our people went through, it is not who we are, mm-hmm. okay? So when I say that to mean this, the assimilation argument that they always talk about, mm-hmm. white people based their culture on the thousands of years that came before from people of color. Greeks were not white, okay? North African Egyptians, Sub-Saharan, all of those cultures that designed uh, civilization donated to what white people looked at and went, this is great. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. We're going to use this too. So it's not about assimilating into white culture. It's about getting our piece of what our ancestors built. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, we came about an Africa, and went up through the, the uh, 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 Mesopotamia and all those cultures that came out. Those cultures were based on African knowledge. Every cell and everybody on this per- on this earth came up from Africa. White people are your cousin, okay? Mm-hmm. So stop all this. You said something earlier. There aren't multiple races. There's only one race of people. There's only one race. The the, the worst thing that the races convinced everybody of was that race existed. Mm -hmm. They made everybody believe that there were different races. There's one race. Now, when they made everybody believe that, they actually said, God says so. God says that we're not even and that you're inferior to me. Mm -hmm. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. We're one race of people. And if everybody would get back to that belief, get back to that understanding that there is no genetic inferiority, superiority complex going on here, we are the same. Okay, now, if you operate your daily life, from that concept, white people and black and orange and whatever the hell color you are, Mm -hmm. you start conducting your life like that, we start moving closer to fixing this problem, right? So yeah, assimilation isn't simulating into a foreign culture. Now, sure, Christianity wasn't the original religion of Africa, okay, so we need to go back and relearn some of that stuff, right? And and whatever African culture that we did lose, we need to start back bringing that in. That's fine, I got no problem with that, but understand something the economic system that they utilize in the United States, the system of of representative republic, Mm -hmm. the first republics came out of Rome, who got it from Egypt, who got it from the Greeks, who got it from the Corinthians, who got it from all the way back until, that's our culture too. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is get back in the game and start by getting a piece of what is the most prolific economic system on the planet, and get involved in a representative republic. Um, and when and you're gonna hear me, I'm never gonna call it, the United States is not a democracy, okay? Mm-hmm. We're not Democracy is nothing but mob rule. When you have a democracy, the number, whoever has the most number of votes wins. We've mm-hmm. already learned that it's not a way to conduct government. So what we have here is called a representative republic, which means we look for the most talented and the brightest members of our communities, we elect them as a representative, and we depend on them to make sound, logical decisions based within the constitutional rule. That so may not be.
0: let me let me pause right there. Uh, so I know you're a Republican. Are you like diehard Republican or are you one of those people where as long whether it is. And I, I mean, let me just be honest here. Let me say this. OK. OK. I can't stand having to choose between two or three <laughs> parties, man. But that's me. All right. But what I, question I want to ask is, do you only vote Republican or or does it come down to the individual and what he or she believes? Like if it's a Democrat, but it lines yeah. up with your values, will you vote Democrat or, or
1: liberal? You know? Yeah, well, here's how that works. Poli- politics is a team sport, okay? And uh-huh. what I mean by that, uh, if I vote Republican, on most things, and then I vote Democrat on something. If I go and read that Democrat bill that they're proposing, there are so many anti-conservative components in that bill, just for me to get that two or three pieces that I do like, that they literally cancel each other out. So it's almost like you're either all, or you just, the stuff that you try to go across the aisle for, you're gonna lose on it because it's gonna counter some of the bigger components that you were trying to get. And it, it literally happens where this conservative bill, which is, and, and let me explain what conservative is. Conservatism yeah. Simply yeah. Mean, most people have it wrong. Conservatism simply means that you can't fix everybody's life from, from the federal level. The federal constitution up in Washington, D.C. is very limited in scope and what it allows them to do to help us it is all about running the country and on a large 50,000 foot elevation. Mm -hmm. The state constitutions are the ones that have the specific details in them that let them help people who are in trouble, help people get their healthcare, help people get get their living quarter, the state constitution. So conservatism simply says, we can't be sending all our money up to Washington DC and then who who take 70% of it and then we end up getting 20 to 25% back to try to help people who we already know if we keep the money in the state, it reverses. Mm -hmm. Then 70% gets to who you need to get it to and and we only waste 20% of it. So that's what conservatism is. Liberal democracy, if you look at the theology of it, the actual meaning of it simply means they feel like you need to pull up big bunches of money, send it up to the federal level, have them pump out that regulation to the whole country and basically try to force an entire country to live by the rules made up by just five or 600 people in Congress and and the president, right? Mm -hmm. That's actually not how the country was intended to be. The country was supposed to be 50 different laboratories, 50 states, right, the the United States, each state was supposed to try something, Mm -hmm. pick something, doesn't matter. We're supposed to have 50 little laboratories trying to figure out the best way to provide healthcare for a bunch of people. Out of those 50, we're gonna end up with one that works well and then the other states will say, hey, that's working.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's
1: go try that, as opposed to, hey, let's come up this one big, this stupid system that the government isn't, the government can't even run social security, now we want them to try to run healthcare. Mm-hmm. They, they have they were, they were going to fail, Just I just know that in my heart. So you're gonna try one big system that when it fails, it fails for the entire country. Why don't we try 50 little ones and if one fails, we've only got one state to repair. And then, oh, yeah, three or four states came up with a real good one. That's spreading like wildfire. That's the good one. Let's go with that's the difference. So all of this, the the, the race issue that comes into it is kind of nuts because when you look at the facts, you know me, I go back and I read the details. The Republicans were the party of Lincoln. Everybody agrees. Nobody. But at some point, everybody thinks that the party swapped. Right. They yeah. hit us all the time. Well, they reversed during the, the, the 60s. And okay, well, okay, fine. We have had Civil Rights and Voter Rights Act voted on since 1865, the last one I think was 2012. That's recent, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. In every last one of those situations, the Republicans as a percentage outvoted the Democrats. So if they flipped, that would not be the case. So when a a, uh, amendment to an adjustment to, or a new Civil or Voter Right Act amendment comes up, and it's a good thing, the Republicans, as a percentage of the number of Republicans in office, outperform the Democrats. Now, I'm not calling the Democrats racist. That's not what they are. That's not what you're hearing me say. But what I'm saying is that conservative uh, mentality never changed. That was the, the party of the abolitionists. That was the party of the anti-slavers. Hmm. Always has been. So you and then you got you're not gonna convince convince me that in a matter of a few years all of those people with that sort of family history just decided of okay, well, okay, yeah, we're gonna be racist. now. no, it never right. happened, man.
0: Well man, look, so, we at 12 o'clock. I gotta get one okay question in, man. Right. And, and look, we're gonna uh, reschedule this because as you and I both uh, said yesterday, there are many, many layers to this. Yeah, you know, religion, yeah. politics, um. Racism as a whole, you know, the constitution law, I mean, it's just all over the place, bro. And that's it is my go blended lines is for us to deep dive and dissect. But as you already know, I can only do that with people who are willing to do so, you know.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: But so, the last thing, this is the last question, man, I want to ask you. It's a two part question, okay? And we got to make it quick, all right? When it comes to Trump, in your opinion. Give me something really,
1: really good about Trump and give me something really, really bad about Trump. Go. The best thing about Trump is he's non-establishment. He did not come from the Republican Party. He did not come from the Democratic Party. Remember, he financed his own campaign up until he was forced to take the uh, the dollars from the Republican side. But he's his own man. And I have seen him change his his position on one point. When he first came in, he was supposed to get rid of the uh, uh, Affordable Care Act. He was supposed to rip it out by the roots and get rid of it. -hmm. The Republicans had the House and the Senate, and they had the votes to do it. It was Trump who pumped the brakes and said, oh, oh, well, okay." so his only political maneuver at that point, even though the Republicans were like, no, get that thing out of here. Mm -hmm. He specifically pointed to the preexisting care and the extended care for children that Mm -hmm. he wanted to find a way to keep his only political option at that point was to put it back on on, in committee so that it wouldn't get outright voted down uh, if they had brought it to a vote. That was his decision to go against the Republicans to do that. That's why he says he saved uh, 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 a pre-existing. That was the only maneuver he had. If he had let that go to vote, Republicans had to vote to get rid of it. Because Republicans want those programs pushed down to the state level. They think the individual states need to be solving this from 50 different directions. That's their reason for trying to get rid of it he and the world's another part of the question what i don't like about him
0: yeah yeah what what
1: yeah what do you he he absolutely i say say that or however you want to say he doesn't care what people think of his decision making okay Okay. and it, it gives him the ability to make the hard decision i understand that but it's gonna always come off, especially when you got a whole party looking over at every opportunity they can find to make him look bad and any chance they get, he gives them the opportunity to bring it up to the front when he says, I'm gonna do this because I think it's the right thing to do and I don't care what you think, okay? That's his attitude. Yeah. So, but there's been a lot of manipulation of what he says and, and we've been pointing out that he never said all Mexicans were rapists and murderers. He said that the rapists and murderers that the Mexicans are sending here that are crossing over into the United States, we need to do something about them. The illegal immigration, the legal immigrants who came over with, through the system, he has no problem with them. In fact, he invited them, come over to the party. I support you. I will do what I can. You are now citizens. I got you. But we got to do something about MS-13 sending over murderers. We're catching these guys and they're tattooed up with the gang tats. And the first thing they do is get over here and commit crime. We got to do something about this. They, they're just walking across the border. Mm-hmm. And then the media turned that into Trump hates all Mexicans.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, man. And I mean we gotta wrap it up. I showed on one. On. I, I enjoy talking to you, Frank. I really do, <laughs> man. Uh and, and just real quick, some comments. One person says is Frank Mary asking for a friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh whoa. Are you are oh, you married? Man. Yes, oh, Let me, I am married 20, it'll be 27 years coming up in September. Oh, that's beautiful awesome. woman. Boy. Y'all, when I tell you the, the story, it took me to chase her down, man, I'll tell you, I, I'll be happy to tell you. But yes, I am married. Thank, I'm very confident. That's that's I'm flattered. <laughs>
0: okay, and another person said, uh, uh, Frank 2020 with Cliff as VP.
1: <laughs> hey, 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 Cliff. Uh, you, you might pass the background check, I won't <laughs> hey,
0: look, i hey I keep my white privilege card in my pocket man' <laughs> it is a joke, but I have experienced it, and that's for a whole yeah. conversation, bro,
1: but look, I feel-
0: man, I didn't get to the hard questions that I wanted to, but I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation i again, yeah. I like you. And this is what I want everybody in Blended Lines to know. We are a non-judgmental group, all right? For anybody to get educated, we cannot walk into conversations with the mindset that he's wrong and I'm right. We have to give people a platform and listen to their opinions. And at the end of the day, we agree to disagree. We hug it out. We keep it moving, man. That's one. Theme. Not to sound all like patriotic or whatnot, but I'm sure Frank will appreciate this. Dude,
1: that that's me, why this is working. That's yeah, why it, this is working. That's
0: gotta be a it, rule number one. Is that, I mean, it's it took a while to get here, and I do believe there has been progress. I do believe there's a lot of progress to go, but we do have a voice to where we can have our own opinion uh, yes. about getting killed or murdered, you know, or something like sure. that. I think the worst thing now is that you just piss a lot of people off, but hey, I can deal with that. <laughs> but, uh, it's not
1: a, look, I'm a, I'm a happy person, man. I don't do yeah. that. I don't do that. On yeah, me too, man.
0: Me too. You know, I'm passionate, but I'm happy. You know, if that yeah. makes any yeah. sense. Uh, but that's why I wanted to have this conversation with Frank, uh, is to just let everybody know look, man, just because they think differently or have a different opinion. We can all still love each other and respect each other's opinions. All right. Uh, Frank, man, I appreciate you. I'm going to set another uh, interview up soon. You know, we might can shoot for next week, you know, or let me know. Cause we, you know, I had a lot of questions from people about they really want to dig in and get your insight about how you got into the Republican party and how you grew up. That's what I wanted to do a deep dive in and we didn't get to it. Well, I think we got some good wisdom out of this conversation. Would you agree?
1: Hey, man, I, I, I hope I just just share my opinion. I never, I don't give facts. I give my opinion of what I've seen. That's all I got. Right? So, yeah, I think it's been great. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, how, I, that's what I
0: love about you, bro. Is like you don't you don't just shoot from the hip. Like when you post your novel size <laughs> comments, <laughs> and and
1: after I read them, I'm like, man, this dude. He know his stuff, man. And I'm always looking for people to take that and go do your own research and come back right. and show me where I missed it. Right. That's what that's about. I, want, I put it on paper because now you can go and research. it.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, look, bro. I appreciate you. I love you. Uh, I think, you you're, too, man. Um, you know, as a black man, I think you represent us. Well, you know, I mean, we're we're ta- we're taking the politics out of this. I see a intelligent black man. A leader, you know, and, um,
1: and time, time. no, no, no. Seriously, man,
0: I, I tell it how it is, and I appreciate that because you know we get a bad rap, bro. You know yeah. we get a bad rap, and so yes, when right. I see other black men out there doing something big, I'm go give the respect because you know I get tired of hearing that all men are dogs and you know, ain't no good black man. No, that's a lie, you know. Us, I, we, us, us two we, right here are showing that that's a lie, and we're the majority, right?
1: We are the majority. We don't and get,
0: we that. don't get credit. Yeah. Hey man, well look, I ain't gonna hold you, man, but I appreciate you You're getting a lot of love over here on the comments, man. So oh, really, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll don't, believe it it. don't believe the hype, man. You know, people love you, man. They just probably don't okay. tell you that <laughs> Okay, okay. All right. All right, bro. Hey, I, I appreciate you, man. Absolutely.
1: Ah,
0: I'm glad. And we'll catch up next week, okay? We'll do.
1: Hey, thanks, right. man.
0: All right, take care, man. All right, bye. All right. Bye.